Welcome to Driving While Awesome Thursday Edition. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. And I'm Art. Thanks for joining us on another edition of The Californians. The Californians. Dude. <laughs> hey, bro, what's up, dude? Just calling in. <laughs> I, uh, I was listening to one of the podcasts on 1.5 speed. <laughs> oh. The likes are flying. Oh, like, nice. like, like, like. <laughs> That's a good way to do the like hey, counter. Hey, Art, you say like a lot. I do like it. Uh, I, I do like dude, it. Um, I've done, ha- what is it, half speed or quarter, eight oh, speed, man, whatever it is. Oh, man, he's just like totally stoned. I, I, hey, I was man. dying of laughter because I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, it was Brian, and he's like, I just like saying goody. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I, was, I really like, say that? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I played it back like, multi- like fucking ten times. It was the most thing ever. <laughs> we had a certain guest on that was really slow talking. I'm not going to say the name, but I, I had to listen on two, double speed. Oh, so wow. Speed, yeah, and then get, it was normal? Yeah, it was normal. Um, yeah. so now I'm is, trying to think of who this was. I know, oh, me it's, too. Uh, it's a friend of ours. Okay. So I'll tell you that much. Warren will sign language with team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, should we answer some questions? I think we should. I guess just dive right in. Let's, D- let's dive wor- right in. Let's do work. W-E-R-K. Let's, let's do Ren work. Ren work. My Femur Hurts asks, have you guys ever thought about doing one-minute clips about cars owned by your Instagram followers, either user-submitted or DWA creations? I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of the local DWA listeners, but for those not in the area, it would be cool to see the commonly referred to cars such as Joshy Robots 911, Jono's GT3, etc., etc. I've never thought of that. That's That's a a really good idea. That's a really good idea. That would be really cool. Actually, that would be a great thing for the rally. You oh, yeah. just go along to every car and do a one-minute piece on every car yeah. like, and just compile it into the rally video. Fantastic. Super easy, too. Like, I, yeah, super maybe easy. even shorter than one minute. Oh, yeah. Like 20 I mean, seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically, we, I mean, their pose oh, in front of the car. Yeah. One minute would be That's fine. That's it. I mean, shit. How short? I mean, you just play it by ear, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you make it formulaic so it's easy, because, I mean, I know we've, like, talked about it. Like, like you know, there's all these cars at our disposal, but, like... It's just like, you know, it, it's, it can get so overwhelming very quickly, right? Like, it, just, it becomes such a big ordeal to actually film and, and, and to edit all that shit down. So, like, if we have, like, a set kind yeah, of it formula, well, bam, bam, bam. If it was art within that minute, he wouldn't even tell you what his name was or what kind of car it was yet. Yeah, maybe we don't, probably... leave, we don't leave it up for them. <laughs> yeah. We do a voiceover, and we speed it up two times speed. So it's like, micro-machine guy, like, <laughs> and then micro-machine with... guy, where's that guy? <laughs> Maybe it'd work for DWA cheap. Um, my femur hurts. We like the idea. And if you want to uh, co-executive produce, feel free to chime in. Um, I really like the video you made about uh, cars and coffee. Uh, uh, the Kinepa one. Just the oh. morning shots and kind of cruising Yeah, around. a little iPhone video? Yeah. Little snippets. It's mm-hmm. great. It's good. Mr. Right to the Bar says, keep up the good work. Thank you. We, we will try. Which is more fun, reliable, better? At 10 to 15K Corvette C5 or a 10 to 15K Boxster S? 
Both seem like deals, but potential nightmares. Cheers. Mm. I don't know. More fun, you reliable, okay. Okay, better. So C5, is he saying that the Corvette is a convertible? Because there's a question. Do you want mm-hmm. a convertible or not? And then can 15, can you almost sniff a Z06 for 15 Yeah, now? you can. High mileage, though. Like a shitty one. Mm-hmm. First gen. So you'd probably get a regular one, not a Z06 for that money. Oh, you oh. get a really nice regular you one. You definitely get a regular one. But That's a, uh, The C5 is a decent car, right? A lot of car. I mean, it's... Yeah. C6 is cool. C5, C6 is yeah. solid, cool. though. Is cooler. I'm C5's I'm all good. about the uh, the fixed roof coupe. If you can do a fixed roof coupe... Oh, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. Sorry, guys, I'm drunk. Uh, Verbally I don't ambitious. Know. I mean, but it's also, like, one thing to consider here is, like, I think the C5 is is going to be a little bit more hoony. You know, like it's got a lot of torque down low. Like you could do stupid Definitely. shit, burnouts. What is it, like 200 horsepower versus 400? It's Power 350 for the C5. Yeah. And the Boxer S is 250. And are there any stock C5s left? Probably they, not. All been so, I mean, basically paid. the argument, there is no real – It's the comparison is the same as when they were new to now. There, it's just like mm. which car do you want? Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Do you, you know? want do you want massive torque front yeah. engine American yeah. or do you want uh, mid engine nimble convertible more precision a little better yeah. you know definitely well, not com- com- Let's answer let's answer this main question. I mean, all right, more fun, fun whatever. Reliable, I mean, better. they could both be fun. They can both be fun, but reliable, which one's more reliable? You Probably think? the C5 Corvette. Yeah. And which one's more fun? I mean, maybe I I would almost say Corvette. But more the, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can get past the Corvette thing, yeah, it's a, you know, you're probably right. It's a V8 rear wheel drive. I, I think it's fun, like pretty right well off, balanced right off the bat, maybe. But dude, those things handle amazing. And right? I think if you're going autocrossing yeah. or doing anything like yeah. that, it's more fun. I mean, the grunt of a V8 makes a big difference. Yeah, the Boxster S is a solid car, but uh, and it revs up like past seven or whatever, so it's like a different experience. But I mean, I don't know. I think it. I think it's close. But it. I mean, edged, it's kind of like a Corvette new, might edge it. It's like saying a new Corvette or a new Boxster S, right? It's well, I mean, see, here's the thing: a Corvette isn't really going against a Boxster. It's no, going it, against the 911. In price, it does. Used market? No, new. Yeah. Too. Really? Yeah. I, so, I, well, but I think you know, like if you're talking about even now though, like if sitting in a new Corvette and sitting in a new Boxster S, like it's a completely different experience. The new yeah. Boxsters are so fucking nice, and like this era, they're pretty similar. Like I mean, that, like no, well, um, not you know, even. I mean, a Corvette's actually pretty shitty. Actually, it's yeah, really no, no, no. bad the interior. <laughs> it is bad. Well, I mean, but it's I mean, like it, it makes a 996 look like the best interior ever made. And I well, 986 is a similar interior, right? So I guess yeah, you're going exactly. with that. That's what yeah. I'm saying. A 986. Yeah. I, mean. I would say uh, reliability. Ability-wise, aside from the IMS scare of a Boxster, they're it's super reliable. reliable. Yeah, I mean they yeah. go high mileage. They don't have like a, I mean we've had two and I've never had a big issue. Yeah, so your, your brother famously had a five thousand dollar Boxster, right? Yeah, yeah. and and I, I had seven thousand seven. Yeah, and then I had two nine nine sixes and we never had anything go wrong. Right. So. The, but when it does go wrong, yeah, that's where, you know, not, not you're fine. talking about access but to There is stories about these Corvettes, too. Like, some of the, like, I know, like, the, um, some of those, those V8s had some issues in some years, and, like, the two, the first C6s were garbage, supposedly, like, the, and then... You get locked in the car because the door locks break. <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. I, I really don't. I mean, all I know is like just kind of like 
um, you know, what I've heard from Goldeen, and obviously he really loves his Z06. He's got a C5. It's been rock solid for him, and it, he was with very basically he just put tires on it, and it fucking handles like a beast, and it's it's been a great car to him. But um, in terms of the Boxster, like from my experience again, like just what I've you know what I've heard and seen from friends, like like Matt's Hushi Pushies, he's had like a shifter box failure. He's had his um, fuel pump like the there's like a what do they call it? Like the fuel sender unit has a crack. Those have cracking problems, and you have to basically pull the whole thing out and replace that. Obviously, the IMS thing, which his was fixed already before he bought it, uh, but all of these things have like just kind of added up to for him. He's just like fuck, dude. Like I'm kind of over this piece of shit. Like, I mean, he had down. two things, and he bought a used piece of shit like extra. Track, tracked car. Was so. it his five grand? I mean, yeah, exactly. So you you kind of can't. Yeah. That's like I remember I had, I had this kid that worked with for me, and he's like, "Volt uh, Passats are such piles of shit." I'm like, why? What? Why, dude? Oh, that was my first car. I got it. It was like my grandma's. It had like three hundred thousand miles on it. It had been cra- totaled <laughs> like three times, yeah. and it like it like was a total piece of shit. I'm like, dude, just listen to what you just told us. Like, right. told me, you know it. It. So you can't. Uh, I don't you know. I still disagree. Like I mean, Matt's car is re- was really well taken care of. He has yeah. a bunch, like all the records, all the maintenance is taken care of. And the only issue that it had was that it was it sat for a while, but it's not like super that's, high. I mean, that's a big, big issue. Big, yeah, and yeah. it was a track, uh, and it was a track car and stuff too. Yeah, it was, and it track, obviously but... wasn't well taken care of enough where the guy like really like kept sap off the paint and stuff too. So I mean, there is uh, just objective measurement. It's more difficult to work on a Boxster than a C5 Corvette. For sure. I agree hundred percent on that. So whether uh, reliability, you know, regardless of the reliability factor, when you you do have to fix something, it's more straightforward. I think it's one of those arguments that just, it's, it's the same. It's a lot of times the person's not cross shopping actually. Right. So it's just, it's the same as buying a brand new. It's like the person that wants a Corvette wants a Corvette. The person that wants the Boxster or Cayman or whatever wants that car. It's just, there isn't, there isn't that many parallels besides that they're both sports cars. But yeah. I think Brian had a good point going back to the root of the question is which which is more fun. Mm-hmm. And, it, and a pretty yeah. good argument is the Corvette. Yeah. Can you do uh, major donuts? Check <laughs> See, yes or no. See, but that's, that's kind of that's – I, I kind of disagree because I, think, I oh. think like a 914 is more fun – than uh, Don't get Chevy, crazy, like. a Chevelle with a big V8 <laughs> or something, you know, crazy. like, you know what I'm saying? Though? Yeah. It's a, it's, oh, yeah, it's not that's, about that's, the power and stuff. Different. It's about nimble, yeah. like n- the nimbleness and stuff like that. I, so I, yeah, I think I would, the Boxster wins on that. Like on the tight sections of highway nine, I think the Boxster would be a lot more fun. Um, so what's, what kind of, and too. open top too. So what do you want? Yeah. And the Corvette's going to have crazy cowl shake and those things. Um, those C5s. Give me a T-top C5 and I'll cruise down Highway 9. But you can get those cool, like, chrome, the taillight covers for the Corvette. Yep. And, like, the little Corvette logo um, in between the exhaust on the back. Which uh, and, cool. I mean, something else to consider is uh, you have that giant hood that you can airbrush with, like, patriotic pictures, like That's true. bald eagles more and surf- stuff like that. More surface area, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, you just have the room to do that. Yeah. In that community, but that is a lot of bang for your buck. But I think with the C5, I would I would be so I would just save up to buy that Z06 for 19k or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I would never fuck around with that normal, you know, <laughs> unless it was like an a well eight thousand dollar car or and something, well modded or something. Yeah, yeah. Lingenfelter, um, Vandalay Industries. What's up, Drew? Where was where was he on Saturday? I don't know. God damn it. 
He has, um, like, he has like a girlfriend and stuff. Oh man, jeez, wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> On a DWA car budget, how do you determine what work gets done in your vehicle? Basic needs only, preventative maintenance, performance upgrades, or refreshing tire parts. Essentially, is there a rule of thumb to consider for the amount of scratch to spend as it relates to the value of the car before making any of the aforementioned decisions? Dude. Mm. So, this, yeah. I think if we're talking about DJ, DWA budget, I think they're saying it's five grand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what, that's what the I common think, knowledge is. I think about. that's the DWA budget yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. So I think no matter what you're putting into that car, it's not necessarily like worth it. Right? But no, that's not true. I mean, you want to keep the car on the road, preventative maintenance is well, good. Well, let's just, no, yeah, let's no, just, no, let's no, just answer saying, the question individually. I'm saying, he's saying, like, yeah, how much do you put into it? So, to, Lane, tell us for yourself. I mean, because, yeah. you know, we can't generalize for everybody. So, I think it's a hard one. Like, with the 944, say, anything I do to that that car, if I'm putting, like, shocks on, it's not worth it. On the in a retail in a in a so yeah, what goes through your head? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not worth it. In a I can sell it tomorrow. If I sell it tomorrow, will I get my money back? No, I'm not going to get any. Yeah, I'm not financial gonna, return. Yeah, yeah, I'm not getting there. any financial return for basically anything I'm doing to the car. Um, <laughs> well, you did because put vinyl graphics on it. So. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. those were free. So. Yeah, see, um, but but that's because it's a five thousand dollar car, right? And that's. Well, he he's asking Lane without going on your soapbox. Yeah. What like what goes through your mind? Like how no, do you but choose? This was the yes second or no. part of the question. Um, he said, you know, how you determine if it's worth it or not. Yeah. So, so for you, I'm yeah. saying it's I'm saying it's you don't, just not you don't worth care. it. But it's yeah. fun to have if you love that car. If you really like the car, then it's worth it to yeah. me. Yeah. To like put money into and make it better than it was or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for the most part, I think you're with an older car and you know, a $5,000 car or whatever, um, you're kind of like, you're chasing maintenance and little things that are going to pop up. And then you're kind of trying to stay ahead of that curve by making it better. But a lot of times you're kind of, you're kind of chasing little broken stuff and, you know, like Warren fixing his stuff last week, like he maybe was going to maybe do some wheels or something. Now he's not because he just spent all his money on his on his uh power you know power steering rack and stuff. So I think I try to like I try to put more money aside and then something maybe will come up and that's not going to be spent towards making it better, but it's going to be spent towards fixing it. Right. Uh, but I come up like a deer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me this. So is there something that you? would kind of like to have, but you're just hesitating on making the purchase because it's a little too expensive for what the car can ask for. For example, like, I don't know if you would consider like a new LSD or something or... Oh, yeah. I'd love to have an LSD. Or like the full coilover suspension, but then you look at it and you're like, well, you know, I'm expecting I'm going to have this sort of maintenance and maybe the paint would take a higher priority than that. And, you know, that's the minimum required. Like LSD, for example, is one of those things like I definitely would want and want at some point. But you know, I always I don't have like limit unlimited resources to pump at that car. Yeah, what, uh, is that, what does that cost? I have no idea. That's really expensive. Really expensive it's a whole tranny that's pretty rare, right? Yeah, or you could buy a LSD pack and then you have and to put it in. It. It's a whole. It's not easy like on an American V8. You know, yeah. you don't just like pop the diff cover and 
pop it in, you know, yeah. it's a whole transaxle. So, so here, here's what's interesting though. It's let's say it's a $1,500 expense, but like right now you're about to throw maybe potentially four grand at this car with the head gasket, the paint and all that. But for some reason you haven't prioritized the, the LSD over, um, like, let's say, you know, w- would you be open to maybe f- doing the LSD and rocking it? Like just sort of kind of beater, like with, with a fresh head gasket, like, you know, that, I guess that's no. kind of, so that's one yeah. of the sort of part of so the you gotta, so right? yeah, that's part of the rule of thumb. Then we're kind of getting to it. It's like yeah, you prioritize. You gotta get it, you know, functional. You know, keep the basic function first. Then you can add mods. And for cars like ours, maybe you never get past that functional exactly, part. Exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe someday you would get there, but maybe when you get to that day, you would buy a more expensive car anyway yeah, or something. Y- y- I, it's it's a hard thing. It's kind of like you know we always say with like the E30 M3 is when they were you know, 10 to 13 grand, it was hard to justify that car because the motor blows and it's 10 G's or whatever, you know? So, and that's kind of the, the way every cheap car is. You're never going to get your, you know, you're never going to get the money spent out of it where if, you know, maybe you buy uh, an old 911, you can you can get your money out of it and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's like you kind of always have to keep that... Uh, keep tab of that in your mind like okay if i go if i spend 3k on a full coiler setup like it's it's gonna bump me above what the you know i'm gonna have invested yeah. 3k more than it's worth and yeah. uh so maybe that's and not I'm, a good idea and i'm gonna get zero return yeah. from that. yeah and i might sell it in some yeah. reasonable even a paint job time. like if i if i do a full if i do like a let's say a cheap paint job like four grand i spend on the paint i'm gonna get maybe Five hundred dollars out of that paint job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's but it's worth it to you, right? That's exactly. Like kind of what I was That's talking like about. Basic like, maintenance. Because yeah. in theory, I mean, you could brassport your car and just fucking rock it as is with a primered hood and a fucked up, like you know, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. But I mean, and then just rock the LSD first, and then eventually get around to the paint. But you but know, I guess that goes to all of our kind of like what we like in a car too. Like I want to for sure. I want a clean, you know, somewhat presentable, clean car. I think right. Warren does. Yeah, and, but before all that, you want the head gasket repaired. Exactly, yeah. That's number one. So I guess that is, you know, how it goes. You you budget for necessary repairs. Uh-huh. And you might have a, a list of things you want to get to, and you maybe tackle some cheap stuff first, and the LSD stays out there for a while because you can't quite yeah. bite the bullet. Um, I think for me, I, I feel like I'm a lot different than Art. Art's done a lot of modifications to his cars in the past. I'm... Like I'm kind of a cheap motherfucker, and uh, I would always have plans for you I'm know like you stuff too. I could do, um, but I've I've never gotten there with any of the cars I've ever owned. Uh, I've been stoked when I've had the chance to spring for like awesome tires or something like that, or even just like instead of going on like super old tires, like being able to save up just for a new set. Or uh, I remember in high school replacing the shocks on my truck with some, like, Rancho RS9000s or something. Actually, they were probably the 1000s. Um, so fun, though. Like, that was, like, that was a big deal for me. And, you know, it made a big difference in the way it drove. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see that white and red underneath the... F- yeah, yeah, if you look. You can- <laughs> and I got... And that was, you know, I got the Uniroyal Tiger Paw tires oh, with the white yeah. letters out. Of course <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, painted the wheels black. But that was like... That's the extent of what I do. If, if I can have a car and... I mean, you know, the dream is to get a car. I don't know, like, Art, you're doing it right with your M5, in my opinion. Like, you get the car, you get it kind of settled, you know, you can... 
you're not overspending on the car itself. So you can afford to, you know, you're not on a super budget. You can afford to get the Michelin pilot super sports. And that's like the right tire for that car. And, uh, being able to like spend extra on the maintenance items where, you know, you wouldn't normally, uh, if you were like penny pitching that, uh, right. that that's the thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely follow our philosophy in terms of like, I always try to acquire like the nicest example of whatever it may be. And I start there. And then initially, like the first thing I go for is just ensure, I mean, ideally I'm buying a car that already has maintenance that's up to date, but I, I will go through and ensure that, you know, any kind of odds and ends are, are sorted before I go into the modifications. I mean, I'll, I'll make yeah. sure that, you know, it's mechanically sound that, you know, there's no major oil leaks that there's no, you know, like worn shocks or just, just shit that, to make it fully functional. And, 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 you know, that that's, I guess that's kind of the order of operations, right. Is ensuring that the car is mechanically sound and there's no major issues, like a little cam seal leak or whatever, that shit I can get, get to eventually. Right. But, but not like, you know, fucking like a like a worn chain timing chain tensioner or the timing belt or like things like that. Like that has to be sorted first before I start to invest money on on you know the tires and the suspension yeah. and whatever else. If you can't be, but... reliably go on a drive or you know, if you can't trust the car, then there's no reason to put money into all the other stuff to make For it sure. fun to drive. You know, uh, a lot yeah. of it's also like justifying to yourself that you need to spend this money. So like buying new tires, a lot of, yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, these tires are actually dangerous. They're old or what, you know, you're maybe telling yourself that, <laughs> but you don't buy like you buy some maybe better tires than you need to, but you want better tires. And then like, like when my shocks were going out on the 944, like I could have bought KYBs, right? For like 30 bucks each, but I bought like really good Bilsteins. And then when, while I'm in there, I got springs and I got new sway bars. So. And yeah, so and you can justify it because it's like I already have the shit apart. Exactly, like it's never cheaper yeah. than now to yeah. just throw those in there. Sure, yeah, opportunity to upgrade. Yeah, that's and that's what the thing that even like a lot of the cars that we're dealing with, even um, you know, some of the, sometimes like getting that that Bilstein or that Coney isn't that drastically different in terms of like an actual you know cost. Um, like let's say on the E30, well, like the. Well, I mean, like Warren's got, you know, like wholesale, blah, 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 like because of his shop and stuff. But I mean, like typically, you know, you're not paying that much more. And if it is like it's you are you're gaining you're gaining that in actual um, in, in the driving experience. Right. So like you're going to get, uh, you know, a, a car that's more responsive, that's going to drive better. And ultimately, you're going to get lane's favorite more smiles per mile so it's it's worth it in that sense right but um, all right you just ruined the question yeah. art i'm sorry uh, uh did, shout, did shout out to wham who's had a, a single car for 10 years slowly maintaining it and upgrading it slightly actually whenever making given it the better yeah. yeah making it better over Which time is a rare thing right yeah. 10 years just, you set a good example for the youth warren i know well I, I told tom i was like god i really want another car but you know i just hard to have so many cars five cars or whatever it's just a lot and he's like yeah just sell the e30 Oh, you slapped him right there. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just instantly named three cars that he said he's never going to sell and he never has. And I'm like, well, what about those cars? He's like, well, yeah, I can't sell those. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just because he has two barns. Son of a gun. Um, all right, that was a good question. Turbo Brad asks, favorite 80s cocaine supercar? Testarossa, 930 Slant, Countach, Vector, Esprit Turbo, etc. Go. Countach. Countach. So I want to say that the the criteria is side strikes. It has to have mm. side strikes. Okay. How about a five 
100 SEC with the side straight. That's what I was going to oh, say. Yeah, that's what I got. Dude, a Koenig white yeah, body Koenig, yeah. 500 SEC. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yuck. That's what I go for. With the white Yuck. out grill and everything. Totally. Yeah. Oh, right on lane. Just when I thought you couldn't blow it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally redeem yourself. So Kuntash, Kuntash, 500 yeah, SEC, sure. uh, wide bodies, Koenig. All of them, of course, in white over white. Of course. White, white, white wheels. White. Yes. Oh, please. Yeah, maybe some gold splashed in somehow, too. I don't yeah, know. some weird mirrors placed in areas that shouldn't be mirrors. And a boomerang antenna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> somehow. Uh, Tweedleboy underscore Fabworks asks, you have the temporary access to time travel and the opportunity to influence one automotive designer slash manufacturer. We're against teleportation, right? <laughs> That's true. Of the past uh, who just nearly missed the mark. Who do you contact and what do you convince them to change? That's a great question. For example, convincing BMW that the 2002 should have been galvanized, ultimately resulting in greater abundance of them surviving today. I got you. Um, Dang. So Good question. That's a great question. And that's so that's so going deep. You know, not the design of the car, not a motor's choice or whatever. It's like how you made the car. <laughs> It, yeah, like oh, to man, answer, man. you have to be like, okay, well, I mean, that, so that there's, example there, there's these these cars uh, that I like. If there was just one thing different, it, it, you know, it's almost there. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine's I still... feel like I feel like it's there's got to be someone something here where they made it front wheel drive, but they should have made it if oh. they just made it rear wheel drive. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something with Nissan. Well, how about Toyota? Like the Sentra SER, if they would have made that rear-wheel drive somehow. No, but that was always front-wheel drive. How about the Well, Toyota? no, but the the 510 was their economy sports car oh, from back in the day. Point. The SER replaced it, you know, decades later. If they would have, you know, and they were, Nissan's always marketed towards this, like, uh, performance thing. Right. Well, not always, but here and there. Uh, if they would have made that rear-wheel drive, can you imagine that it would be the poor man's E30, basically? Uh, right. Like, right now, that would be such a popular car. It, w- it would have been two, two to three thousand dollars more, and they would have sold a quarter of it. Yeah, right. But, well, you know, I mean, like, we can't, you know, things are uh, the way they are because, for but a that's reason, the hard thing is they base galvanized bodies. Cars are too. based on other cars in their lineup, so that was based on their economy car at the time. Although they still made the 240SX and the Zs. Yeah. And, yeah. I remember the yeah. 240SX being like, yeah, that thing is lame. It's like only 100. 40 horsepower in whatever year it was. It seemed kind of like underpowered. Yeah. I guess it's like the BRZ today. So. Well, it was for us, right? In, in Japan, they had the 180SX, which was a turbocharged four, which was actually yeah, pretty badass. We don't live in Japan. We got, we got ripped off. We could have told them to bring bring that, federalize that motor here. I Yeah, that's kind of where I was going um, with this, is the, the one thing that came to mind immediately, not that exciting or great but is i feel like the 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 e21 was one of the biggest letdowns like for bmw like that car could have been so much better like um just with a better drivetrain and like we got like the super anemic shitty motor and it just like the car was just you know it's been kind of that's been the end of it forever e21 is the 325 320 the 320 i mean yeah yeah so yeah that one popped to mind for me too but so you would change the motor yeah, give me a better motor. 323 me, or something? But, yeah, the 323 even was, a, I mean, we, we didn't get that, right? But, but, it, but see, all this, this stuff is like, you, this is stuff they would have loved to do as well, but they couldn't pass smog with that motor and stuff. So right, that was the it thing. was all yeah, that era, so yeah. you can't even tell them 
they they know better. They wanted that engine. I mean, well, let's assume that they could pull some strings and listen yeah, to but, us. You know, but I'm trying to think of something that they could actually do. You know, like well, I mean, yeah. when he says galvanized bodies, like they, they could have done that, right? But but that was a major expense. That was right? a big expense. So yeah, like they they were making a car for the masses. Much, that, I wonder how much it actually cost to galvanize. I don't think galvanizing wasn't really in vogue yet. So I don't know if it was really. I mean, so in, if that's the case, then no, you couldn't have told them to galvanize. Yeah. Like the factories weren't set up. Like for that say at the time. 68, the first 2002 I know the, or whatever. I don't. I can't name a cert. Uh, the Volvo P1800s were galvanized, or oh, they had they? some crazy coating. But the Swedish do all sorts of. I mean, they. I, yeah. I think they do stuff early. Like Porsches weren't galvanized till like um, 78, I think, or something like that. I think Brian had a good point with the layout of drivetrains, and you you take a classic example. Mm. Like, uh, how about Cadillac? They had this thing going where they oh, made man. these big body mm, front rear, wheel drive. Right. They made rear engine or rear engine. They <laughs> rear made engine Cadillac. Amazing like supercars. <laughs> uh, front engine, rear drive, uh, big V8 LS1 powered land yachts. Essentially, what a Cadillac should be. And they totally went away from that. And I'm sure it has to do with uh, packaging, uh, probably what they can make per car as far as profit goes and all that. But, uh, mm, well, I think they also like touted it as like a, as, as a sort of a, a positive thing, right? Like, I remember yeah. like the Saab Sonnet, like looking at their ads and like they used to say, like, you know what, this is actually way better. It's better for handling, it's better for stability. It's better for, and, like, for, for snow, too. Right, for snow. But we I have mean, the benefit of up. hindsight, right? That's like, what I'm saying is I wish they just kept one of those, for sure, that going, you know, that, that ancient, I don't know, big body Cadillac thing. Yeah. And they yeah, don't yeah. make it anymore. Now they go all wheel drive. There's, there's yeah. no big what a cop out. I know the I one know. that actually drove me, drives me nuts to this day because I would love to own one, but it's they only offered it as a front wheel drive. Is the the Lancia Fulvia coupes like they're so fucking cool? Like it would be such an those awesome competitor. Cool. It's like an alternative to a GTV or a 2002, Dude, but they're front wheel drive. Those were front wheel drive. Yeah, I had so no lame. idea. Those are beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. I know, yeah, so lame. Um, there's and I've seen a few pop up locally for sale too, and I was like, oh man, like that one really bothers me. I thought um, those were real drive too. Yeah, they're just so yeah. rare that I never. That's so, why they're so, kind of cheap compared to a GTV Toyota Celica. If they just kept making that a better Ooh. rear drive version of yep. itself yep. over and over and over, right yep. now we'd have the most awesome fun car. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. Um, I don't know. I'm with Lane though. I feel like we're not hitting the nail on the head. On yeah, because I'm trying like, to think of like yeah. a, something that they missed on a car. Like it has to be something like a car they produced. Like, no matter what we say, we're gonna you know like it's outside of what the market was demanding. And no, it doesn't what, have what to be. Sense. That's the thing. So, like, I'm trying to think of a car with like a major um, flaw that we could have gone back. And okay, said. what about what about uh the one that popped to mind a second ago was like the Vanagon to Eurovan transition. Uh-huh. Like it totally tanked, right? Like yeah. I mean, the Eurovans are way less desirable. Yeah. Like the Vanagons had this rad combination, which maybe you just couldn't do anymore because of safety regulations. But it's like kind of awesome in a way for off road, and like it's just like the perfect camping machine. And then uh, uh, Eurovan becomes this thing that's like got some unreliable parts, and uh, you know is all street focused. Uh, front wheel drive too, right? Yeah, front wheel drive. Like, I, and I'm not sure what you could do with that. I mean, you're going from a, you know, air to water cooled uh, flat four yeah. that sits in the back, and it's this particular packaging. But 
I mean, and so I don't know what I would tell those people, but if you could somehow save the soul of the Vanagon. How about the quality of German cars in general from 1995 to 2005, where they just... Just yell at the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> Listen uh, up. My German's not great, but uh be a lot of yelling. Um, yeah, you know, they just, they went from any old Mercedes, like, yeah. especially early 90s, like your one night... When your, they start doing the electric shit. Yeah. Like, being, like, the forefront, bleeding edge of electric technology and of, like, super, all these fucking, like, switches and the stuff plastic, that goes out. And the plastic, quality yeah. plastic. Um, yeah, the lightweight. Go, going from bomb-proof frickin' 80s Mercedes, it's like... Yeah. that That's a big fall. I know. Mm, so, well, I think you still get that in the top-of-the-line Mercedes stuff, right? I mean, it's just like... The, you get so many stuff with electrical so faults. Like a 2000 shit. S600 is pretty Oh, 2000. Bad. I thought... Oh, I said gotcha, 95 I thought, to 2005. Oh, gotcha. And they slowly got back. I mean, it's still pretty plasticky nowadays, but it's... They've, they've, they've concentrated better. on it, yeah. Yeah, I think all the And brands. they got called out for it, Um, so I guess... I'm a Mercedes fan. I'm How about back. telling like BMW that the E36 they need to make all the suspension right. points stronger, right? Or yeah, you know, yeah. don't trust CAD, yeah, you know, mm, like which right. is what you were yeah. kind of saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, make it beefier, like yeah. double whatever you think it needs to be, like right. whatever you did with the E30, like keep that up, yeah. like don't change the process, yeah, yeah, and don't you um, isn't there something like I've heard on Smoking Tire they've talked about it where um they use like uh environmentally safe glues and stuff for the interior oh there's so a good all one. the glue all the mm. yeah, that's why all the door panels okay, yeah. that's glues. a great example mercedes r129 that era uh so early 90s to mid 90s yeah they used the uh environmentally eco-friendly oh wiring, the wiring looms oh, yeah. Loom. yeah the wiring looms. so the the insulation totally falls apart and you have to replace the wiring harnesses so you go back in your time machine and you're like hey guys hey, fuck about the environment thing. Fuck it's the not, environment it's not gonna be good <laughs> figure out a and better like, solution hey warren yeah we got this they're all gonna fail everyone's gonna have to get new cars yeah, exactly. you're not thinking here's some cash <laughs> keep quiet <laughs> exactly all right <laughs> moving on um my femur hurts, says... Oh, well, this is just... And then, Warren, you live like a baller back in the 80s uh, because they're, like, paying you off not to say anything. And then I have my my wide-body 500 You SEC. do, yeah. This is beautiful. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a little twist to the story <laughs> of that question. My femur hurts, uh, tells Vandal Industries, uh, you calling them poor? Just wait until the DWA band takes off. Once that single hits the radio, they'll never remember us little guys. Hashtag fame. Truth. I, we were just talking about harmonizing, Next too. Question. Uh, Van Oli mm-hmm. Industries says, I'm still waiting for them to come out with their own line of custom mud flaps. Oh, with all of our faces on them. Oh, uh, we're, we're all right? just posing sexy. Can I have a Yosemite Sam mustache? <laughs> yes, you okay. may. Amuro Costello says, what are each of your favorite rear spoilers ever fitted to a car? It's kind of an interesting question. It's a tough one. <laughs> I really like, I think, it's it's not flamboyant or anything, but the E thirty nine M five. Oh, a little lip. A little yeah, tiny the... lip spoiler. It started like all those little conservative but nice looking little lip spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I mean they look it looked good. I remember I when it like came you, out. I like when you say nice looking little lips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Mine is Ferrari F forty. Oh, yeah, that's a good answer. I know. It's built I feel like in, it was a cop out, but I know it's, it's built just, into the bodywork so too. It's not like an yeah. added spoiler. Hmm. So I don't know if that's mine is a second gen eclipse. Whoa, no. that's tall. Yeah. Not even. That's the tall it's all around the bread basket or whatever yeah. they call it. Hey, Going uh, into the terrible ones. Yeah, the Supra fucking was horrible. Oh, yeah. Super one. JDM Art. How about uh, Integra Type R? 
Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, uh, NSX yeah. looks good. It's kind of like F40. It's kind of funny. It's like a subdued version of that. I mean, my three favorite of all time, though, are Whale Tail, F40, and uh, which E30 whale, F3. First-gen Whale Tail. Whale Tail. First-gen first gen Whale Tail. Yeah, the first-gen one with the, it's like oh. the really aggressive little tip. Oh, but yeah, the E30 M3 is cool. Nice. Ducktail's cool. I'm, I'm uh, picturing like the exaggerations of the gurney flap, which is just a little like straight-up angle on the back on the trailing a edge. A little wicker. Yeah, but so like AMX, I think they had a gnarly one that shoots up pretty tall. The Dodge Viper has one actually. That sh- or the GTS Coupe has oh, one. The that road shoots like part of up. the body though, right? Superbird. It's, well, Super I mean, it's a it's a it's a wing. Superbird Roadrunner. Well, that's a that's a different. I mean, that's a full wing. That's yeah. a pretty impressive one. But really, is that what you're saying? No. You like that's a little crazy. Countach has to be up there. It's like a fucking wing. Uh, yeah. I don't like those. Countach yeah. is kind of cool. Crazy. It's a big old V. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. ugly. Yeah, you're talking about the like um, Brian. You're talking about like a little gurney flap, like a little at the end. It just like flips up, right? Uh, yeah, but edge. I'm saying uh, the super exaggerated ones that stick up super far. Yeah, we used to make them at Blaine Fabrication too. Like that, you would t- they uh, Alan mm. made clear ones that you know you yeah. put on like the back the of the fourth gen. Corvette has. Yeah. Oh, it's I, adjustable. I seen it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, Basically I know what you're talking about. Style. Yeah, like it's it's got like the little struts in the back, and it's just yeah. like fully vertical. Those are badass, like NASCAR yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. Those are sick. Yeah. What about uh, Ford Sierra Cosworth, the, oh, the bi wing? Pretty cool. The fat, or the Ford Escorts. And yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Warren's not. Uh, I was just thinking. I don't know. Yeah, not, nothing's jumping out at me at the moment. Oh. I did. I do like the spoilers that are on the back of Jeeps and stuff. That it almost looks like the air is going off the back of it, and then it's supposed to slope down the rear glass. It's not even a. But it's not a spoiler. It's like an anti-spoiler? Def- yeah, it's like a deflector. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. See, kind of Oldsmobile Cutlass Wagon. Wow. They have those weird spoilers oh, on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're is saying that? you like that? No. Oh, just, I know what you're talking I'm about. Like, it sticks it up there. and it's at an angle. Like, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, you're so cool. Dude, actually, that reminds me. You know which one's fucking badass? Because it's the opposite of that. Tell me. Lancia Delta Integrale, dude. Uh, that thing's yeah. sick. Yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of like what uh, Brian's talking about. Really aggressive, like almost vertical. Bam. What about the new Koenigsegg? It's like mm, middle. Oh, yeah. It's kind of it's upside down. Mm, so weird. Oh, how about the uh, Boxster S? Just like sticks out. Oh, the new Panamera is rad. Oh, yeah. It comes oh, out and awesome. And it's like three pieces and it, it gets like all wide. Separates yeah, yeah. The original super Panamera cool. Turbo had it too. Yeah, the old one did yep. too. Yeah, unbelievable. It's like a Not little more exaggerated or something. Oh, well, how about the uh, 997 GT3 RS? That's pretty solid. Big old aluminum side plates holding it yeah. on. And yeah, but I don't really like it. It's more too much. Just like it's a, full. It's racer. like race car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always kind of like the 944, just on the glass. The big old. Oh, cover. sure you did, Lane. Sure you did. <laughs> I did. I swear. <laughs> I swear I did. No, that is pretty cool. And it's got the little yeah. Porsche. Yeah, yeah. The Porsche rubber. name in there. Yeah. That was that was way too many spoilers right there. Uh, spoiler alert. So we just named every spoiler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, did you see this one? So cool. Uh, uh, Kieran Berndt asks, how would you describe your passion for cars using a movie title? Oh, what? Uh, mine would Sleep. be Love <laughs> Actually. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> I totally messed you up. What was that word? Love Actually. Actually, huh? <laughs> Because it seems like you just hate it, but you yeah. really love it. No, it's mine is. Uh, you, this is. This will come as no surprise to y'all's. Uh, sleepless in Seattle. What? That's a that total makes, surprise. I what the hell are you talking about? Makes Dude, no sense. Like, Way out of I, left field. 
I'm like fucking up all night, always researching car shit. Like I'm uh, always like I'm in sleepless. Seattle. <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sleepers then? No, that doesn't work either. I don't know, man. What's one where they just uh, let cars, uh, let things sit in a garden and grow, and you know, you never do anything with them? Adaptation. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That crossed my mind. Eternal Sunshine. Uh, maybe just... Waiting movie. for Godot. How about the movie Cars? <laughs> no. <laughs> Brian, no. Let's hear it then. Uh, what? Is that yours? Waiting for Godot? Uh, so, something about uh, growing flowers or something. Doing yard work. <laughs> oh, worst movie ever. <laughs> yard work. The next big hit. Watch this idiot. So Ray National Geographic or something. Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Lane, I don't know. What do you got? I don't know. Dude, obviously for you, bro. 16 Candles? <laughs> yeah, 16 Candles. <laughs> that doesn't, the title doesn't explain his... What? Yeah. Well, yeah, the title knows. has to explain it. Using a movie title, describe your passion for cars. Mm. I can't remember a single movie right now. Yeah, it's awesome. Platoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one that comes to mind? <laughs> Oh, Two man. lane blacktop. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. <laughs> Just put Lane's name in there. Yeah. Uh, Rothan Paul says, "Do your passion for mechanical and analog feel in cars carry over in any any other things?" Yes. Well, yeah. Warren really loves like wind up watches and stuff. Yeah, I would say everything. How about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything to a uh, to a point. Sure. Yeah, everything. I mean, I like. Yeah, I, like I use a typewriter at work. <laughs> um, yeah, I I fly a Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. to commute. Um, I I mean, I don't know. I like uh, old. I use regular mail instead of email. Whoa, that's cool. It's so tactile. Then Warren has a record player in his E30. That's true. That early. existed. That's early. Um, yeah, I mean, we only watch tube TVs. They're like 13 inches. Trinitron. <laughs> no, it's more like Laserdisc. <laughs> it's really high quality. Analog, though? Yeah. yeah one, one thing that's that like... I'm, like, I'm super into that is like a sort of a tactile thing is like on bags, like when they have a really nice zippers. I don't know if you guys are into that. No, I'm feeling oh, like you on a good that. Zipper. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of zippers. Yeah. Yeah. And a bad zipper yeah. can be the can ruin your day. Bad <laughs> yes, zippers. Yes, it can. Just I fucking hate shitty, like, like really coarse, like rough yeah. zippers that catch and shit. Like oh, there's a, there's a bag. Uh, yeah. There's a little bag that I have. It's my little Merce. Oh, sure. it's my, it's oh my god, called, your Merce um, is so Merce. cute. My, um, it's is called it, Oro. What's that? Is it YKK? It's called Oregato. Dude, no, it's Italian, bro. It's called Oro Bianco. It's a really, really nice little Merce that I usually carry my camera in. I haven't carried it recently, but I actually was hoping that I could see you guys in person today because I was going to bring it so you can just feel oh, wow. the zippers, man. So uncon- just, but- like I, I think subconsciously, Brian just unzipped his jacket. That's true. I don't think what, he was even thinking about the zipper. Oh no, I wasn't. But he like, I think <laughs> no, like, actually, you, yeah, Art, you like. I think it kind of made him like unzip it, even though he wasn't thinking about it. Dude, Art, you're mind controlling me right now. That's crazy. <laughs> so controlling. What, um, have you guys seen my wallet? Um, no, no. Like it's a, I have like a little, it's like a little, almost like a card holder, and it has, um, it's like it's a stainless steel frame, and then it like wedges kind of like, I don't know, how, it almost like it has like a magnet or something in it, and it just this like clips. terrible it's podcast like the worst podcast right now. Solid dude. Who's um, <laughs> a, I, a uh, wallet anymore anyway? I, it's all about the money clip. I have a wallet. What? I got a wallet. Why? I like the money, money clip life, but I just can't live it, dude. Why? I can't stack live too many I, cards in there. Why yeah, do you need that I, many cards? I have so many cards. I just have a lot of cards. 
wallet. It's the lamest wallet. Lamest. What? It's just a wallet. No, no it's have, the biggest wallet yeah. ever. It's like George Costanza about to <laughs> yeah. explode. Yeah. You have like, like vital injuries. Like frequent shopper cards from places you've been once three years ago. <laughs> I might need that Blockbuster video card. Oh, so you are an Dude, analog wallet life. carrier. Dad analog life. wallet. No, titanium OG, wallet huh? clip. No, I'm all about front pocket yeah. wallets. Fuck that. Yeah, me too. Front pocket wallets. I would hate front a pocket slim. money clip. So, uh, when it comes to architecture, I really appreciate like modern design with huge windows and and like you know you know just basic elements like cement floors and stuff like that. I think that translates to analog stuff and like having. I love cars with great visibility. You know, big window area. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I really kind of like interpreted this as like a, like a tactile experience, like a mechanical like feeling yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in the same feel. way, like a, a modern house is like uh, reduced to just the basic elements, you know? True. Yeah, I do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Not all the you don't have to have all the. F- There's no you're not covering stuff up with uh, not like wallpaper, wallpaper or trim, yeah. and you know you make the basic elements good, yeah. and then you don't have to cover it up. You don't need like crown molding and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know, but well, does your house have LSD well. though? That's the like, most important thing. Yeah, definitely limited slip on all the houses. A little Frank Lloyd Wright action or something. I'm down with that. Craftsman style buttresses uh, and shit. Rothen Paul goes on to say, also, I have a 2007 Mini S. I do agree with what you guys said about it on the last podcast. That was just me, really. Oh, here was Warren. It, Why? What's so bad about them? They, they suck. <laughs> They're just shitty. <laughs> here's here's one for you. Uh, Rothen Paul says, it rattles, and I've already gone through a timing chain with 31.5 thousand miles on it. It's a good car, not a great one. Driving it is losing its charm, period. Dan Serralo says, what are the long-term plans for DWA? Would you like to see it develop as a brand, get back into video production? I like that, get back into it. (laughs) Custom mud flaps, or do you foresee sticking to podcast rallies and apparel? That reminds me, I need to order some DWA socks. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Lane, why don't you start? I think all of the above. <laughs> Mud flaps? Sure. Oh, yeah, Yosemite Sam. With our hand. With Yosemite our Wham. Sure. Pew, pew, pew. No, I, I, I think it'd be cool to get, become more of, you know, build us, build ourselves as a brand and uh, do more of the rallies and keep doing the podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what else did he say? We have some, we have some tricks up our We can sleeves. do some videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd all be great. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? I don't know. Art's our marketing specialist. What do you think, Art? Yeah. I don't know. How's Art our marketing specialist? No, he's not. He's not. Wait, the what one was thing it? for me is like special? to answer this question is weird. It's like I feel like it's like you putting your cards out all on the table. Like I feel like this is something that you know we're developing on our own, and like we organically it will happen. Yeah, we're all about like, the slow grow. Slow grow, bro. It'll, it, we're doing stuff. It, I mean, we're not hiding anything, though. I mean. Hmm. This is, uh, we, we pretty much put our cards on the table. Oh, what, Brian? There's so much stuff. You forgot about one thing. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's... with that said, they don't tell me anything uh, because they know I'll ruin it by talking about it on the podcast. Brian so. just never remembers when the meetings are. <laughs> oh, yeah, you tell me. I just forget. That's yeah. right. But, yeah, uh, I agree with I, I think in a nutshell, yeah, all of the above is cool. I mean, just, like, merch is cool. I mean, we want to. Don't ever be... say merch. Yeah, Can seriously. Dude, that? fired. Dude, I hella say merch. We're starting our band. <laughs> I hella say merch. I mean, if we could start a band out of this i'd be stoked okay this yep. is my idea if we can like, just have an album cover 15 years ago i had this idea i'm gonna blow your minds right now all right everybody silent First castle country boy band 
Oh, wow. That's pretty good. I do. Mike Trump. I know. I just want to leave the podcast right now. Dude. All right. Coming soon. We, we could do it. That'd be so great if we just ended right now. It just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Just okay. walk away. Um, and our fucking Instagram just all of a sudden becomes us like just all boy band. Yeah. Like, just wranglers. Banjos. And... banjos. Wranglers and flannels and, you know, who would be the bad boy? Twangs. I think Lane would be the bad boy. Yeah, Lane is. <laughs> all right. RK Strider says, uh, part one. Oh, gosh. Uh, big fan of the podcast. I grew up in the Bay Area. Now part we're in Wisconsin and love that you guys talk about the roads I've learned how to drive on. That's awesome. Uh, I have a 2001 E39 BMW M5 with 100,000 miles and use it as a daily driver. I'd like to keep using it as a daily driver, but also as a track slash autocross car. My shocks are just starting to go. So I'm thinking about upgrading the suspension, but don't want a crazy stiff ride. Wondering what your thoughts are on adjustable coilovers, uh, Bilstein PSS9s, KWV2s versus upgraded shocks and one inch lowering springs like Coney yellows and H and R's. What would you guys do? What coilers do you recommend without breaking the bank art? You can start. Yeah. Should so we let um, art start. Yeah. Cause he's Mr. Coilover. So, well, the fact that he's going to be autocrossing and tracking his car is he needs tunability. So, I mean, if he just puts shocks no, he on his car, that's a um, false statement. Could, uh, he can do, he can go and drive it, but if he actually wants to get more out of it and actually, I don't know, for me, like I like to tinker and be able to, you okay. can change the driving dynamics so yeah. much by like being able to do that. My advice though, is don't go with anything that has both compression and damping. It gets too complicated, especially as a first set of coilovers. Isn't go with what PSS nines. What's up? Didn't you get compression and... Yeah, but I'm an advanced guy. Yeah, he's advanced Uh, user. But but, um, yeah, PSS nines they they have one adjustment, and you can you can tune the suspension. They're not they're not going to break the bank, and they ride really really well in the softer settings. And you can stiffen the shit out of them when you need to. Um, That's my advice. Okay, counterpoint. Uh, It doesn't matter what shocks you have. Like, just make sure it's uh, you know in good shape. Uh, Any new shocks you get will be fine. Just uh, do more track days. Like, the only thing that matters is you getting out on track and having experience. No, if you have 3000 I mean, you can yeah. give your counterpoint, too. Yeah. But in my opinion, he's not going to fully develop an M- a 2001 M5, especially if he's keeping it as daily driver. Too many people get caught up in this thing where they have to, like, modify the shit out of their car when really all you need to do is just go and autocross and no. then develop it from there. Like, yeah. don't let this be the barrier to entry. Like, get in with whatever... Shock, like it's a it's a significant cost difference between just replacing with bill scenes and and sport springs, jumping Not up to much. like a full. I mean, what yeah, are you talking for a setup like twenty five hundred bucks? Probably double the cost. That's yeah, a big nines difference. Or tens are probably around two Gs. Yeah, that's a huge, yeah, that's difference, huge difference. Versus, I mean, yeah. what what are you spending like six hundred bucks on parts? Yeah, thousand, otherwise, thousand yeah, bucks. versus under a thousand bucks. So spend those two G. Yeah. Spend that fifteen hundred dollar difference or whatever on just like going to extra track days because that shit's expensive by itself, yeah. and you don't you the tuning like. Dude, that but shit not, does not come until way also, later. You he's know? not saying money's an option. He's saying he's replacing it. No, he said on a budget. But he's saying because they're worn, he's replacing yeah, them. Right. So, so yeah, replace them yeah. with Bilstein's and H and R's. Yeah, is what I I'm think saying. I think that's fine. So my my counterpoint would be I I drove an E30 on stock suspension for years and years. I went to a Bilstein B12 kit, which is Bilstein Sports and matched springs with a lowering. It made a world of difference. It was affordable. It's not too rough. I never bought them out. I don't have to adjust it ever, and it's super fun. Yeah. 
That's the. I think that's the baseline. Like we're definitely not suggesting stock. Like no, no. Shots. I just think if you if you're worried about budget a little bit, do bill scenes and H and R's. You're gonna have a great time. It's gonna feel totally different and fun. And then, like you said, you have all that extra money for you, track. You can days. also and tires. You need tires and brakes yeah. and like a decent helmet and Momo, stuff like that. Momo shift knob. I don't know how much the yeah. guy's gonna track either. He's saying mm. you know occasional track day. Here autocross, and there. Yeah. So autocross might, and track day. Yeah. Admittedly, yeah, I I agree 100 percent with what Ryan's saying though in terms of actually like the most important thing in, in reality like if he could have gotten out there with a with a good set stock suspension that would have been ideal right to actually learn the car learn learn how to become a better driver himself before he started modifying but now he's in this situation he probably, where he probably knows he needs, the car pretty well you know or yeah, maybe he does this yeah, is yeah, just, I, don't know. I mean this is basic yeah. maintenance stuff replacement yeah. replacing the yeah. shocks that's <clears throat> yeah and you'll be able to sell it easier too yeah, uh, and you can, point. Uh, you might be able to find a nice set of uh, PSS nines or something used too on the forums. If you can that do is, that, if pretty, you're pretty savvy pretty with that stuff. Thing. Yeah, so and yeah, those, lightly used set would be the way and, to go, and that's probably what I would do. Actually, I don't have that much experience on coilovers, but I've driven cars with PSS nines and PSS tens, Porsches, and uh, the ride is like significantly better than stock from what I've experienced. And nine nine sixes, nine nine sevens, Caymans. And, you know, so it's actually a softer, nicer ride, and it just has more body control, less kind of like pogo sticking and stuff like that. So those are great, mm-hmm. but they're pricey, right? 2500 bucks. But you can't well, find you can, them used. If and you stuff can find too, them so. used, that's pretty but rad. The other thing you is you got to make sure you get dude, good ones. A good though. set of Coney's or Bilstein's. Huge improvement. And just over some stock. springs, spending 800 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did for the 944. It's, yeah. it's yeah. night and day yeah. compared to stock, and it's a nice compromise between it all. And if, and, even if you are go- doing tons of track days, are you really going to win track day if you have coilovers or whatever? Yeah, like, who yeah. cares, right? <laughs> win, you know, yeah. You're not going to win track day with an E39 M5 anyway. So yeah. it's like just have a nice car. That And honestly, the tires are probably going to be the biggest yeah, difference yeah. overall. So make sure that that's a line at them because that shit's bank. And, and you're going to go through it. And and then you're going to... yeah. Replace yeah. that yeah. brake fluid, you know. Yeah. I did look it up shit. though. Um, I did. So if he goes with the B sixteen, uh, or actually, hold on. Let, let's. I mean, if if you go with just springs and uh, Bilstein Sports, it's a thousand bucks. If he goes with PSS nines, it's two thousand bucks. It is double yeah. the price. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Um, That's yeah, actually I mean, less of a difference yeah. than I was thinking, though. Yeah, I mean, but that being said, yeah, I think I agree with you guys totally. I mean, I I have my approach, and I think it's because, you know, like, I think the PSS9s aren't going to be a limitation. I think if if monetarily they are, but, I mean, in the long run, he's going to be able to do a lot more with them if he decides to actually continue to, like, you know, once once he gets up to speed, then he doesn't necessarily have to change anything. He can just continue messing with the damper settings. He can change the ride height, which will allow him to corner balance the car. But then again, as you said, you can get into that slippery slope where this is not a race car. It's not even, you know, it's 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 just a fun kind of toy. So yeah, I mean, if money I, is no object, it. and and if if you think you're going to keep the car for a long time, and I mean, I mean, if you tweak out at all on the details, and you care about tuning, fine tuning stuff, like if you know, if you have an extra thousand bucks, do that. But it's not, don't like. It's definitely a side. It's a tangent to what you really want to be doing. Like, it's not that big of a difference. Like, if you want to go autocross, just do it. Yeah. And it, if you have a blown out shock, replace it so you can go to the track. But, you know, what, what you actually have, it's not. And Brian's right, too. If he's on a budget and stuff, it's like, then when, you know, if you're skipping oil changes because you bought PSS 9s, it's obviously 
not a good thing, you know? And then there's always Motons and all this other shit too. Yeah. Like you're never going to get the best stuff. So, and yeah. well, the, yeah. if he wants to drive like a camera, right? If he wants no, to sorry. do both, uh, I mean, really it would be a good investment to get an, a, a second set of wheels with track tires that you use. They don't, they shouldn't be slicks or anything, but you know, uh, having the, it's kind of hard to find a perfect tire for compromise on the street and track. Uh, well, that's getting down the slippery slope, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, one last thing I was going to say, I mean, I think Link can agree here. This is kind of like a camera, right? Like, I mean, you can get, like, you know, the best camera out there, and it's going to be way beyond your, like, way, right. way beyond your scope of, yeah. of knowledge, and you're not even going to be able to exploit it well. So get, like, a decent camera that you can use and, and learn and that grow into. you can grow into. with, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's like PSS9s are not outrageous, you know? Like, I feel like he can grow into those. No, and, but and so, But whereas, I think he like, could also grow yeah. into Bilstein's and, and springs too. I mean, cars have run on those forever, and those are pretty good yeah, too. Yeah. So you're it's, not, yeah, you're not. Thing, it's yeah. not like you're getting some shit. You know, you're not buying, you're not buying KYBs and like some no name springs. It's like so, good stuff. All that said, if he has a friend who has an M5, and he's got Bilstein's and H and R Sports, then definitely get the PSS nines because that's all that matters is whatever your <laughs> friend true. has. You just got to be a little bit better. I like right. the camera analogy though. Right? Yeah, no, one. that's a great, great. Because like I know, like I had a T three. What did I have? Like a T three I back in the day, and that camera is a camera I think any professional could pick up and like, and still be happy with. You know. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's a very capable. Yeah, yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, it's more about yeah insurance. Yeah, you have to basically become a better photographer, learn how to use it. Yeah, and that's the same with the car thing. Composition, but whatever. even a stock Miata would be a fun little car to take on the track, probably. So. Yeah. Not according to Chris Harris. He hates me out of Moving on. Clutch Kick Podcast asks, best fun wagon for under $5,000? I'm going to say the nicest rear drive turbocharged Volvo you can find. Volvo Ooh. 740 Turbo. Yeah. If you can find a 740, great. With a manual. Uh, yeah. A 960. Uh, yeah. A V90. Anything rear drive. They never made a manual V90. Anyways. Something like that. What fun, about huh? yeah, fun wagon? How about like a five thirty five, like an E thirty four? Yeah, they did make a manual. They made a five twenty five wagon, and you can get those pretty cheap. Yeah, oh, yeah. Five twenty five is more com- common. That's common. Yeah, dude, our buddy just sent over a E forty six wagon for forty five hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one's with a manual. Dude, that was a great That's deal. That's a fun wagon. Yeah. Sports seats. It's hard to find those, though. And there's, yeah, it is hard to find them. Uh, like, that's not, a, that's not um, typically under five grand. How about a, a Honda Civic uh, real-time yes. all-wheel drive? Yes. Wago van. Oh, yeah, the tall ones. Five grand. Turbo. Dude. You can mess. Oh, they're not turbocharged, but no, you can. I mean, you can go off road, and they're supposed to be pretty fun and tossable. I've never driven one, but Good it's call. based on. I'm a WRX wagon. Nope. Really? Five, five grand. Five G's? Yeah, five grand. Ah. Maybe a super high mileage, beat to shit, uh, round headlight one. Oh, yeah, the round headlight ones. Yeah. I, I think they're around five grand or something. I think they're pretty toasty at that point. Could be a good beater. Um, I was going to say something about the E46s. There's at that price point, there's a ton of deferred maintenance. Usually, you know, yeah. control alarms and yeah. brake jobs, cooling and system, cooling system. Yeah, <laughs> as usual. But uh, so I'd go like with the rad, eight, like eight thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. Seems like bushings car. go out a lot on the, the BMWs. Tons, tons, tons. Uh, a killer two forty wagon, turbo, manual, five mm. grand. That's right yeah. there. Two forty Volvo. Yeah. 
240 turbo. What about a uh, Chevy Caprice? Hell yeah. Buick Roadmaster? Fuck yeah. Some with a V8? Wood paneling? <laughs> yeah. That's fine in a whole different way. Oldsmobile? Huh? Wagon? With the uh, Vista Cruiser windows. Oh, what about a classic? Can you get, like, a classic wagon for under 5K? Not really. Yeah, you probably can. Oh, like an old, like old city one. Yeah, the one like with people. Nose or something? My BRZ yeah, search people for wagons. Really undesirable. It's, there's a lot of good wagons for on there. It's amazing. 5K, man. But 5K, oh. you're getting... I mean, it's a beater. You got yeah. rust issues yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. 5K, it's almost just Volvo or nothing, dude. That's what I'm saying. You get the perfect Volvo. You know, 740 turbo wagon yeah. or a beat to shit uh, Chevy, like early 60s. I yeah, was, or go I bolt. pointed out a 740 wagon uh, to Christina today and I said, hey, we could uh, sell the Jeep and get you one of those. And she's like, what? Why? <laughs> Why? So, I don't know, that's, cool. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had me, Brian. <laughs> or just uh, walk around in uh, kind of uh, sleepy uh, suburban neighborhoods where a potential grandmother might have a Datsun 510 wagon in oh, the garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe but, the wagons. No, they're probably more than yeah. 5. 510 is hard, dude. Yeah. 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 All right. Kale, All right. Kale Barg. Says uh, best Miata to do Miata stuff in while thinking about Miatas. Na, N C, N D, N A. All right, next N-D. question. Two to two to one. Uh, Pixel California says uh, I have two summer rides: a Mint E30 M3, which I've had for wow. ten years now. Whoa, and is this Warren? And a BMW 1M that I picked up with European delivery. Wow, we like this years guy. Ago. My son is almost two, and it's becoming more of a challenge to get him in and out of the back seat of either of them. I'm sure next summer, when the cars come back out, it's going to be even more difficult. So I'm con- I'm contemplating letting one go. Thinking either a Mint E39 M5, an Audi RS4, or an E90 BMW M3. Which would you keep? The E30, which was the car of my dreams growing up, or the rare 1M, only 220 in Canada? That's an art number right there. Uh, that is getting more and more interesting to drive as time moves on. Plus, it carries the ED and nostalgia of the epic time I had on the trip with my father. Great show. Well, it sounds like he wants to keep the 1M, so you should probably keep that. But what, I would probably ED? keep the what's E30 ED? because you're going to get a lot of money out of the 1M right now still. Do you guys know what ED nostalgia is, art? Yeah, it's uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> That is fucked up. Um, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. No, it sounds like he had a good time with his father. Uh, I don't know, dude. I have no idea what that is. Okay, so consider the cars he's he's thinking about replacing one with. Um, An M5, uh, basically the equivalent Audi. What M5? uh, E39 or an E90 M3. Uh, Would it be cool to have two M3s, like an E30 and an E90? I mean, most... It would be cool to have a modern, keep the modern car and an old car. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of where I'm at. So I just go keep E90 the E30 M3. M3. And when would you ever and drive E90. the 1M? Why would you ever drive the 1M? No, I get rid of the M1, M1M oh, because yeah. I think it's actually, they might still be worth like that premium. Yeah. And might as well get rid of that. Thing, and it's dude. so, it seems uh, something you could find another car to duplicate the driving experience. Just buy an M2. Right? Yeah. If you want to a couple years from now. And the thing is, too, your kids, too, right now. It's, it sucks, but when they're four and they can just go in the back by themselves and buckle themselves, then it's oh, easy again. Right. Oh. So you're in that weird little place where you have to reach back and do all this stuff, but pretty soon it's going to be easy. And So I want to get Art's uh, rarity factor opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a tricky one, dude. I mean, because it, I mean, the rare, both are, both are rare. Yeah, of course, the 1M is rarer. Yeah. Uh, but this is where it gets subjective. Like, I don't necessarily care for the 1M. And, and it sounds like I, when I Lane said this, we could go I, around I, agree. I mean, who... yeah, but what, what I think that, like, you can tell that he's way more attached to the 1M than he is the E30. And I think he's going to be way more, like, there's there's some really serious sentimental value here yeah. and that he's never going to be able to replicate. Um, I yeah, would say, European yeah, I mean, delivery, too. But he has yeah. owned the, three, the E30 for 10 years. And I think he's trying to build up the 1M because he, he knows we'll say sell the 1M. Well, yeah. but it doesn't carry the ED of nostalgia of the epic time. He had well, he had right it for now. ten years, so I'm sure it has a lot of nostalgia, right? Well, he would have. I think you. Uh, I see. What I'm you're saying. sure so it has a lot of experience. Of summarizing it, I'm yeah. saying he's trying to. Mm, he's trying up. to build up the one M for us, maybe because yeah. he knows that us being cheap dirtbag car guys, we're going to tell him to sell the one M. Right. Yeah, I think it's more that we're the analog '80s guys. Yeah, not the dirt mm-hmm. sure. cheap. <laughs> I, know, yeah. like, I was, I was. I'm actually oh. reading the comment. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm, yep. You, you just, <laughs> you just offended <laughs> Warren, by the way. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think the E30 M3 is more special. Uh, it really comes down to that. Uh, not that I don't like, I don't like the aesthetics of the 1M, but the E30 mm-hmm. M3 is this time that it captures that time so well. I also think you're going to get the most money out of that 1M right now probably. Yeah. And you're you're stoked cuz that thing hasn't it's probably stayed the same value as when you bought it or maybe gone up. And might as well get rid of it because the the from from every, you know, all accounts the the M2 is a better car than than the 1M. And, yeah. And well, but that's what's trippy though is that the 1M's value hasn't been affected. And if you look around, like people are still praising the 1M as like the last of the great like sort of analog cars or whatever that BMW how built. How is it that and, like, different from an M2? Yeah. How is it different? Fuck. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, they're both turbo. They're both like I don't know. They have the same kind of drivetrain and everything. I don't. I don't see the difference. Really. Do they go bling, bling? Supposedly it's more like. <laughs> yeah, that timing wild, just right. Kind of. But. Yeah, I I think that uh, what's the one M is trying to be analog, right? You have the analog version. Like if you want to get the taste of that, uh, I just uh, I don't yeah, see you know it. you go to the root with the E30 right, M3, right? And then otherwise, I, I mean, you guys know I'm a fan of the E90 M3. Like have a beast with a V8. Like get, I would say you're like spreading. You know, you're getting to sample more of the automotive experience if you throw a V8 in the mix. Yeah, because right now you have two, two cars that are around the same size. Yeah, or... well, one's at four, but uh, no, they're both six. Oh, E30 M3. Oh, he has an M3. I thought it was just an E30. E30 no, E30 M3. M3. Oh Man. shit! So I say I say keep the the classic and uh, then you know s- sell the one M for an E ninety two M threes in the garage sounds pretty nice. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I would mix it up, man. I, I I'm all about that RS four, especially because he lives in Canada. That's where you can use year That's round. True. That's true. Um, uh, this goes back to the last podcast. We yeah, the same, same question. question. <laughs> McQueen Racing asks what. What's is going oh, to look I? like when DWA <laughs> jumps the shark? It's probably going to be awesome. <laughs> did I fuck that up with the spelling and everything? You did great. Um, <laughs> do you want to elaborate? Yeah, so here's the question. So uh, <laughs> so that, that wasn't the question. 
<laughs> so we're, uh, you know, we do this podcast. It's wildly popular. Is it? I don't know. So many that. listeners right now. We have negative. like 45 listeners. Increasing every day. I mean, by next week, we'll probably have 47 or 48 <laughs> listeners. Yes. It's likely. Very likely. So, you know, we're, we're peaking. Uh, you know, what happens when we peak and then we run out of ideas? And so, you know, the well, analogy is, uh, uh, happy days, uh, in the fifth season. Um, they were losing ratings. They had to scratch for ratings. The so shark, the, yeah. the Fonzie uh, was water skiing and jumped sharks uh, in the water to try to you know scrape for ratings. Yep. Just kind of so what they the, the term is, is created like, by John Hine, who's on the Howard Stern show. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they basically uh, you know they went away from the core of what made the show good to just do wild antics to try to get viewers uh, because maybe they ran out of ideas. So eventually, driving while awesome, you know, maybe we'll talk too much about cars and we'll lose ideas. We'll all buy Pintos and... Uh, well, for the record, Brian thought we would run out of ideas by episode seven. Seven, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's seven? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's well, I don't know how we're going to get through this week. But, I thought uh, it was going to be like 14, I think, or something. Yeah. So, Multiples yeah, I don't of know. seven regardless. I don't know what happens, what antics we'll have to do to That's keep our question. listeners... Uh, see, maybe we'll just keep doing what we like, and then other people might also like it. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, true, true. yeah. No jumping sharks needed. I'd like, I'd like to see Brian jump a shark though. <laughs> <laughs> what would he jump on? If Brian jumped a shark, what, what kind of I thing would he jump on? Or something, you know? Okay. Like, yeah, something jet like ski, maybe? jet ski. Yes, mm. and not... I pictured like being pulled on a boogie board or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A seal, like those, like, a seal shaped ones. boogie board. <laughs> yes, off those. of, off of Anya Nuevo. Yes. Uh, uh, Dave LC two says your thoughts on people who manually shift cars with automatic transmissions. <laughs> I saw this recently. Both Dodge Chargers. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not great. And I think you're talking about just where it's straight like straight up manuals, like run through first, second, where it's third and the drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably. I don't know. The old school transmissions, it's not great for them. I think going from drive to third, if you're going downhill or using low gear, going down a really steep hill is good. But other than that, it's not great. And I do think people underuse their shifting ability in, in automatics. Dude. Yeah. I like never, we have it in the Jeep Grand Cherokee. We have paddles. Yeah. I never use that. How about it? Like I did on one occasion, we were going up camping, uh, super windy roads and it was actually super fun. It was easy to do and made a huge difference in being able to carry speed going up and down hills and around tight corners and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do Dodge Chargers have, um, Paddles? I don't know. I have no I idea. I think he's talking about cars without paddles. Like I think so, too. Straight up click, automatic. Click, click, click. Yeah, going through the gears. Mm. Um, it's, it's a little weird. silly. Yeah, it's silly. It's going to, in drive, it's going to shift much faster and better. It, it just yep. screams like, it's. I was given this car, and, it's and I want it to be a Yeah, like so I'm a 16-year-old. You know, I just got my license, and I have an automatic, but I wish it was a stick shift. Um. Okay. Angry Bird GTI says, pick one 80s car with a terrible drivetrain slash rad body to swap an aluminum LSV8. Which one do you choose? Bonus points for Italian cars. I'm going to go with Warren's uh, for the Ferrari 400. Oh, yeah. Because they have a whole tranny and engine. Oh, is, that's wait, like the 2 plus that's 2? That's automatic, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a like GM auto or whatever, so it's like a three-speed. So a rad body. Huh? And it's, it's a rad body. Car. Yeah, so you put the LS and a six-speed in, and you're good. Yeah, I like that. 
I like that too. Bonus points for this guy. I just got bonus points, guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say a uh, little car out of the 80s we uh, know as the DeLorean. And yeah. they had shitty motors. But I've heard the chassis can't really take it either. You're not going to worry about that. <laughs> Maybe a monster garage it and just <laughs> brace it. Yeah. LS swap uh, DeLorean. Wide body. Wide body. <laughs> RWB. I'm going to say Koenig. Porsche 928. Ah. But a good engine, so you can't. Like, that's the thing. That's kind of a weird one. Terrible drivetrain, rad yeah. body. I don't know. Those engines scare me. <laughs> but they're not scary. I mean, that. I mean, that's the thing, though. That's I can see where you're coming from, Brian. But, but those other, engines other one are was... super reliable and good. You know, it's not a. Um, what about a uh, Jaguar? Yeah, or X- XJ XJ6 or whatever. XJ pretty. That's a, it's a really nice body style. Yeah, it really is. Like super thin A and C pillars. Who and... posted that one on our Instagram last week? That was me. I think I saw the same car on the west side the other day, like right off the cliff. See, Johnny Lieberman commented, magnificent. He has one. He does? Yeah. Oh, awesome. oh, yeah. Um, but they're really cool looking, dude. Like like someone mentioned the the distance from the top of the wheel well to the top of the fender. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very, mm-hmm. you know, very small it's little great. distance, and it's really yeah. cool. They're really sleek and... Like, yeah. I really appreciate them. I never really did back in you know, back in the day. Right. They have kinda, like three speed automatics and yeah. know, horrible like that'd, that'd and, be a great swap. Actually, would, I, and they had those big old heavy V twelves that. What's uh, I, I was thinking the sedan actually. Oh, XJ. not the XJ. XJ. Oh. XK is the is a convertible, right? Uh, our hashtag is XJS. Or XJS. Convertible. So I, I don't know All what right. the sedan is. Yeah. All right, my turn. I'm going to go JDM yeah. on this. Uh, Chrysler Conquest slash Mitsubishi Stereo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what it's been done, but... What have, like, a 2.2 turbo or something? It's like a fucking truck motor that has been turboed, yeah. It's, like, mm. not the greatest thing. Mm. Is like it a it. Shelby? Shelby? No, that's the date. You're thinking of the oh, Daytona, Daytona, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff Wise asks, who was more influential, Bertone or Pininfarina? Mm. This is going above oh, my have, pay grade. I have no idea. I mean, Bertone more... always stuck to the same uh, cues. Wedgie, they have sharp, sharp cues. angled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they almost stood out to be different, just to be different, um, if that makes sense. Pininfarina was by far more, more, like, beautiful more influential. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for my money, Pininfarina, please. Although... And values uh, dictate that as well. A Bertone-bodied car of the same that Pininfarina or another mm-hmm. body did is less valuable. I agree with that. Bam. I'll trust Wham on this um, one. That's my, I'd need to my see cents. pictures of all their work. Bertone built some beautiful cars, though. They definitely did, but mm-hmm. more influential. I mean, you went to design Na- let's name. Let's name a Bertone car. Uh, uh, Volvo uh, yes. 780. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Angular. Oh, really? Wait, 780? Uh, 740. No, no, 780. Oh, 780 with a little Landau top? Well, the no, original that was the two, that was Volkswagen the, That Golf. was the 240, but... Um, Did they design the Golf? Oh, the Golf? The Mark K? The Mark 1? Mark K? That's a Bertone car. <laughs> Mark, Mark K. Mark K. <laughs> um, okay, right. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love the Golf. That's influential? Influential is that's something we'd have to consider too. I don't even know what that. Who did the Lotus Esprit? Good it? question. How many no, people no, copied not... what they did? You know, Jujaro did. Jujaro did the golf. Who was that? Underbird. No, I don't, know. I don't remember. I thought he was involved, but we're a little out of our element, Donnie. Jujaro did the 
DeLorean as well or no? He did the Scirocco, Mark One Scirocco. Yeah. yeah we was, we really should do a segment me. on designers from the 60s well, to the 80s. Bruno Sacco and uh, Paul Brock. Those are my guys. Yeah, Brock. I love him. Dude, I was mixing. I'm all fucked up. Yeah, I was mixing uh, Jujaro and uh, Bertone because I, I always pictured like because Jujaro's like got the super sharp, like the heat of the Esprit. He did the the golf, the That's Sirocco, right. sharp lines. And when pumped. when you talk about influential, it's like when you see those sharp lines, like how do those translate into other car manufacturer designs and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, you know, I mean, and what sold really well? The '80s kind of Bertone. You can say Bertone kind of ruled that. How about the Montreal? Did Bertone do the Montreal? I think so. And that was a pretty Ooh, elegant pretty cool. design. Pretty yeah, cool that's got design. some curves on it. Yeah. Was it influential, though? Not really. Oh, how those cool headlights slips. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I mean, I know, Bertone did some Lamborghinis. That's all I know. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm at They my did some too. crazy concept cars, too. Yeah. I feel like, um, for the most part, Pino Farino was more elegant and beautiful. Maybe a bit more conservative. Yeah. I feel like they're kind of separated by decades, too, right? Like, Pininfarina was more in its heyday in the 70s. No, no, And now, we are, are, yeah, but their yeah. heyday was the, the grand touring cars of Ferrari. And... Whereas Bertone was more 80s. 70s? 70s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 70s. Which but, led into the 80s, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, that would be designed. great. I'd love to watch a documentary. If Jeff Wise wants to produce a documentary about that, I will dead watch it. And then they have a sword fight at the end. <laughs> what? Sword fight? <laughs> yeah. Is that all, all good documentaries then? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Hushy Pushy asks, what is your favorite thing to do with a car? Nailing a heel-toe downshift, cruising at night with the top down, sitting in it and reading the owner's manual if you're art, etc. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Dig, Art. I love it. I uh, was driving to Canepa Cars and Coffee on Saturday morning at 6.45. It's great. And I drove up some of our favorite mountain roads over the hill and kind of the back, back way. Solo, not a single car in either direction. Nice. Crisp fall day. Good yes. music, good CD playing, you know what I mean? Uh, Those 10-year-old tires squealing. Never squealed once. Perfect composure. You're driving 20, 20 miles, miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> driving way too fast. You hear the birds whistling. <laughs> the whole time I was just thinking... It feels very dear uh, oh, time of year. So you're, yeah, deary. Deary. <laughs> deary. Was, yeah, deary. Um, deary out. That's probably deary one of my, out. my favorite things. Yeah, like, I love those morning, early morning drives. Just going out, no one's out, mm -hmm. but you have some light. Yeah. Uh, sun's coming up. Great weather. Yeah. Great. Uh, like great nice crisp air where you can have the windows down, but yes, but you have the heat on and maybe a fleece on. So your uh, windows can be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. If we're talking about particular, uh, things you do, it's just like, if you find a clear road, maybe you're going uphill and you just get to rev the motor out. You don't have to mm -hmm. be like, you know, it doesn't have to be super quick. Like if you're driving in town, but you just have time to really like, you know, mash the throttle and let the revs go all the way up to the top. Yep. That shift, you know, when you're right at the top of the rev range. I, that's I thought about this the other day. Uh, 
What about when you listen to a song and it ends as you finish your drive and turn the car off? <laughs> Whoa, that's wow. pretty rad. I don't think I've ever had that. Are like, you serious? I don't think I've ever had that either. It happens to me all the time. It's such a great feeling. I remember like sitting in my car listening to the rest of the song. No, it'd be like, it's just about to finish and I'll like find a parking spot and Whoa. get to it. And then right as the end of the song, I turn the, turn the <laughs> and car And he runs off. away. Warren's yeah. on the freeway, just pulls over <laughs> on the side of the freeway, it's jumps out of the car. It's only if it happens to line up and it does... Once in a while. Sits on the ground next to that weird okay, sound guy. If the listeners have ever had that happen, please chime in. Yeah, because Warren's not getting any support. God. Fuck. I don't know, man. That, that's interesting, though, because, like, as you guys are describing this, I mean, music's a big part of it. Like, I actually really, like, one of my favorite things to do, and it, I mean, I can't nail a favorite. There's so many cool things to do with your car. But, um, <laughs> I mean, of course, driving it hard, but, like, driving hard on a, on a tight, twisty mountain road at night with no one around and just listening to the fucking car. Like, that is my favorite. Like, hmm. pushing it to the limit where you start to get some squeal out of the tires like just and just yeah and then as as brian is saying yeah dude just redlining it and fucking and then and then coming off like coming into a corner where you don't necessarily need to like shift into the next gear and then just like letting it sit at red line whip around a corner oh, like animal animal bro like yeah but music is never a part of like i mean unless no cruising, it's never like, a part no i i love cruising, this cruising. it's funny i love now, this windows down like music blaring you guys like mentioned this and now i wish music. like i don't feel like i do the music anymore and i'm just thinking back about like high school going out at midnight and just driving my car with the music blasting <laughs> windows down i'm like yeah. Fuck, why don't i do that anymore you know Kids, i never have the music on Oh yeah, and the music. I like the yeah. music. I don't know. I don't Dude, there's no good music these days, and we oh, play the old days. music. It's like uh, you we, know, you just feel like an old our, guy. We got to play our kid rock CDs. And... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why this but, country yeah. band is gonna go big. <laughs> oh no yeah, but uh, but l Matt knows this very well. Yeah, like I've always done that. Like I, I love like especially when I get a new car. Like one of my favorite things is at night. Like I'll go into my I'll go into my car and I'll I'll go through the manuals. Oh, and I feel I'll look, you. Especially I feel like, you like you know what I'm saying. Like records especially like if it has records yeah. i love like sitting in the car and then going through all the records and <laughs> why stuff. sitting like, in the car i don't know it's like not? you're just in there like you're looking around like because you're in your car and you love that you want to just look at your car and be around it i've <laughs> been i know where you're i feel you are dude yeah and you know what else i used to do i used to just sit in my car and i used to get a lot of joy out of like just cleaning it just clean the interior never done that before <laughs> Q-tips. I'd have like my Q-tips and my about? towels and just yeah. go crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hashtag okay. detail hard. Remember, Lane? Yep. Yep. <laughs> detail hard. Uh, Ohm Carms says, uh, are there any car slash motor parts from any specific cars that you think are especially attractive from an aesthetic viewpoint? I recently degreased my Corvair Power Glide and found it almost sculptural interesting it's good to look at not to operate oh he was smoking <laughs> some weed <laughs> For um, sure. God, i like like the i always love the 928 the early 928 intake manifold i thought that was yeah. really cool yeah it's yeah. like crossed uh-huh yeah it's like it's like a spider Gross, kinda, yeah 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 like, I'll say mm. some of the uh, modern uh, lower control arms on some yeah. cars have a very Aluminum. flow, yeah, nice uh, flow to them. I don't know if I'd hang them up on a wall. But, some uh, brake calipers are kind of cool looking. Yeah, yeah, they can be. Uh, brake discs, some of those new fancy carbon ones and cauliflower style or whatever they call yeah. them. Yeah, I almost feel like this is a cop-out because it's like a given, but ITBs. I love ITBs. Oh yeah, yeah. They're so. And what of course, is that, you know, Art? Uh, you're not. Oh, oh yeah, individual throttle bodies for yes. our buddy that asked. Um, and of course, 
dead giveaway. I mean, uh, side draft carbs with some trumpets on them. Oh yeah, for sure. I could see that Sexy. on a uh, shelf. Or what about hip, like hip new room, new pistons? Yeah, you know, you see them being assembled. Oh in yeah, pictures yeah. of motors going together. That's like, yeah. a great yeah. one. How about a Just really? Like, yeah. I mean, this is kind of a cop out too, but a really well built uh, motorsport header. You know, oh, kind of yeah, good sure. call. All yeah, the bends yeah and welds and or stuff. What about a freshly redone head? When you look at the bottom, you know, yeah. you see all the valves in there. Oh, and yeah, everything's like polished. Mm-hmm. Or what about just like the valve cover off and just seeing the cam gears nope. and like the, the the you don't like that dude? No, with that the, it's all dirty. The cams. I love it. It's all installed. Oh, a cam. Yeah, I'll give you a cam. That's cool. Just a cam chilling there. Yeah. Cam on a white background. A lot of this stuff is a nice pretty valve. Cool. A nice big valve. Yeah, valves are cool. Valves are cool. What about gauges? Oh, gauges are gauges works of are art. In. Seattle's phenomenal. Can be. Yeah. Hashtag steering wheel. Wheels. Those are often design. Oh yeah, yeah. Steering wheel wheels. wheels. That's easy. ZHP shift knobs, of course. How about a nice differential? <laughs> 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 Do I love me just like a muffler? Air cooled heads are pretty cool. They are all fin. Well, and the cylinder, the fin cylinder yeah, walls. Yeah, so that's cool. cool. Literally. Yeah. Literally. So cool. I don't know. So, I mean, some of the shift mechanisms are pretty cool looking. A lot of the early speed Not many, stuff. though, right? It's true. Oh, well, Ferrari, like, gated shifter thing, of course, yeah, that would cool. be. But that's more aesthetic. That's not like... Shifters what about general. What about a tire? A new tire? Ooh, Hell yeah. 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 Love me some tires. I still... No. Warren shaking his head, no. but he's it's like wrong. some Yokohama yes. ABS intermediates, dude. Hell I used yeah. to just look at those, those wear, those little wear Fuck. circles on the yeah. outside. Hell yeah. Oh, and, and maybe even the little sticky, thing, the things that yeah, stick little, up that show a new tire, you know? Uh, oh, man. yeah, the little nubs. Yeah, that's nubs. the little things. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, there's a picture I got. I got a t- I, I'm going to post this on our feed. It's actually a Kmart tire ad that I found in one of these old automobile magazines. And it's a dude, like, smiling, like, putting his fingers into the tread and he's like looking at it like like you know all like you know like those old nintendo packages where like the kids are super excited yeah just imagine like an old man like and with a mustache like, it's got like an orange background bright orange yeah, background dude, or something. And he's just, like, some pervert just like playing with his tire <laughs> pretty much dude okay what about aren't just recycling old magazine stuff now he is uh, like living in the old <laughs> days i mean shit we all have old magazines art are we gonna wrap this Ta- thursday tail, show up uh, dude? tail light lenses are awesome Oh, yes. old tail Royce Amatique says, why do I always miss this post and end up at the back of the queue, the far queue, so to speak? Because you live in Australia. Oh. And look at that. He doesn't even have, we get to his question. And he doesn't, he doesn't even question. have a question. So what are you going to do with it? Royce. Like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> Royce, hook us up. We need more questions. Yeah. Uh, Photographic says, uh, why don't you all on the show do a lemons or autocross build and document it? That's kind of how things started, right? Well, yeah, we did it. We did autocross. We did lemons. Yeah, but that wasn't on the show. It wasn't on the show. That's how we um, started. But we need a little more, more time, a little bit more free time, and a little bit more free money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, once we monetize sure. a bit, we'll invest in something like that because I'd be down. Would we be interested in driving lemons? Yes. Yeah. Or chump car. I do, do either I one. Like it's I feel like an arrive and drive or something. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like we need to be a ride, arrive and drive. Yeah, yeah which we, which both Brian and I already have access to. I mean, we can drive the GoPro <laughs> cars anytime. That's true, and I'd, I'm, I'm still, yeah. still yeah. so lazy yeah. that I don't even do that. Yeah. yeah you guys well, it's not, I don't know, it's not as fun as it used to be. Uh, Maybe because you're not part of that team, and, and it was kind of like a new frontier when we did it. Yeah. I think it'd be fun it to do uh, two cars and we'd break off two and two and then two other Then we uh, can race each other. Oh. Join us on the team. Uh, so that's a great idea. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. I mean, that would yeah. be, that would be fun if you had two identical cars. Yep. 
That would be a lot of fun. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think time is the biggest problem right now. Yeah, time. We'll get <laughs> we're there. like, we don't even track our fucking cars. Like, now we're going to build a race car. <laughs> we barely have time to do a half day rally. So, yeah, we're going to spend weeks and months on a car. But, but if he wants to do one with us, like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, photographic. Holler. Um, that's a podcast. That is. That was one podcast. Jeez. What are we going to do? We're one. not going to get to bed till midnight tonight. Oh my God, what are we going to talk about on the next one? I don't know. I got, Honestly, some, I don't know. I got some good stuff. Okay. All right. Later. Thank you, people. Don't hang up, bro. I just, yeah, I just like saying goody. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me which episode that is. I want to listen to this. Fifteen years ago, I had this idea. I'm going to blow your minds right now. All right, everybody silent. First castle. Country boy band. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Mike Trump. I know. I just want to leave the podcast right now. Dude. All right. Coming soon. We could do it. That would be so great if we just ended right now. It just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.